The 2023 NFL Draft is officially this week. Gino and I today are going to do a predictive first-round mock draft. And also, Jalen Hurts had his introductory press conference today after his contract extension was signed. Could he potentially be the greatest Eagles quarterback of all time when it's all said and done? All that and more on this Monday edition of Locked on Eagles. You are Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Shout out to the everydayers Monday through Friday on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. As I mentioned, it is draft week. I cannot believe it. This Thursday... The Eagles will be on the clock eventually at number 10 overall and 30. Gino and I are going to be live for you on our draft show. It's year five of Gino and I doing the draft show live on day one of the NFL draft. You can find that on our YouTube channel. You can find it on both of our Twitter accounts that are going to be streaming it at LockdownBirds at DBSELOE. As we've mentioned a few times on this podcast, general manager Howie Roseman is predictably unpredictable. And that's really the entirety of the NFL draft. You know, today's mock draft Monday, and we're going to try to run through a predictive mock draft. But who really knows? I mean, who thought the Eagles were going to take Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson? Who thought even going way back that they were going to take Marcus Smith? I mean, there's just been so many moments in the draft where every year you're like, whoa, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks every single season. It's like they took Rashad Penny, didn't see that coming. They took LJ Collier or the Patriots last year took what Cole Strange every single year. There's at least a couple selections where you're like, I wouldn't have picked that in a million years today. We're going to try to be predictive. But again, embrace the unpredictability. One thing that we know now for certain is that the Eagles have their quarterback of the future. Jalen Hurts put pen to paper last week, signing that massive five-year deal. Well, today, he did finally sit down with the media, his press conference after the contract, joined by Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, Hurts' family, players showed up. It was just an awesome celebration this morning of something that I didn't, think we'd see coming again in a long time is another press conference about a quarterback getting a big contract. You know, I actually went back and watched the press conference with Wentz after 2018. You're like, man, I know we've said it a million times in the show, but I cannot believe the way things have went over the last five years. It's why I love covering the Eagles because there have just been so many insane stories. And the way this timeline has went is as crazy as the MCU. Jalen had some Awesome one-liners again today. You know, he is just a walking mixtape when it comes to his quotes. And the one I loved was, money's great, but championships are better. And that really was the theme of today is that Jalen, although this is an awesome celebration of his accomplishments and what he has overcome in his career, he is not satisfied. And he wants to be at a press conference where you see the Super Bowl championship banner behind him. And he's got the hat on. He's got the ring. That's what he's gunning for. He even talked about it today. One of the press conference questions from one of the reporters was about why, since some quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson last year, Lamar Jackson, are seeking fully guaranteed deals, why he didn't try for that kind of structure with Philadelphia. Jalen says it's really important for him to keep the current core together. 
and to make sure that Roseman has flexibility to continue to build around Hurts because Jalen, you know, every player says that winning is the priority, but for Jalen Hurts, it you know that he's authentic when he says that. And so he is a special kid. And this story, as Lurie and Roseman said, the career arc of Jalen Hurts is only beginning right now. He's only 24 years old, and that's the crazy part. I actually thought about it today, you know, watching this press conference and just thinking every time he says something, I'm like, man, he just gets it. He understands, and for somebody that's 24 years old, you'd think this guy is 34. I mean, he talks like a complete veteran that has it all figured out. And so obviously you're getting ahead of yourself with this question, but man, I would not be surprised when it's all said and done. And this is crazy for me to say, considering where I was with Jalen just a year ago, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Hurts ends up becoming the greatest Eagles quarterback of all time. I really wouldn't. I mean, Donovan McNabb, he's got the longest run of playoff success in Eagles history with how many conference championships he was at and how many records he broke and the consistency of winning over a decade long span, you know, making it to a Super Bowl. He's the only quarterback in franchise history to have his jersey number retired. So obviously McNabb right now has the longest resume of accomplishments with this team at quarterback. And then of course, Nick Foles has the biggest accomplishment. He's the one with the statue outside the stadium. He's the one that won the Eagles their first Super Bowl in a shootout against the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. Nick Foles is the only Eagles quarterback that won a Super Bowl MVP. He's the guy that raised the Lombardi trophy. But I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Hurts eventually upends both McNabb and Foles. Just look at his resume already. He's 24 years old, so he could feasibly play another, what, 16 years with this team if his health goes right and he does not regress. He's only 24. He already has playoff runs in both starting seasons. He has an MVP runner-up on his resume. He's hung two banners at the link already with a division title last year and a conference championship. He maybe had the best Super Bowl performance in a loss ever. It's him and probably Brady in 2017. And he's only likely to get better. I cannot, as we mentioned last week, I cannot see Hertz regressing the way that Carson Wentz did and Michael Vick after he signed that deal in 2011. This roster is loaded for the future. He's the best leader, I think, at the position already the Eagles have ever had, which is crazy to say for a 24-year-old. He's got a great shot. He really does have a great shot of being on the Eagles Mount Rushmore and potentially being the greatest to ever play this position in Philadelphia. I think he really could do it. And you just watch that press conference. And of course you always feel that the kind of optimism, you know, when somebody signs a long-term deal, I felt the same way about Carson Wentz when he signed his deal in 2018. And I'm sure I felt the same way when Michael Vick did the same in 2011, but I don't know. Jalen is just, he's different. He gets it. And he is wired in a different way where I think he's going to be very good for a long time. And I think this entire city is once again, just fully behind their QB. And I think he could potentially be the GOAT when it's all said and done. He has the best chance of anybody in a long time. Even Carson Wentz, I would have said that after 2017, but even then he was coming off a major injury and something like the distraction of a backup quarterback winning a Super Bowl behind him. Jalen Hurts, 24, healthy, the accomplishments of the last two years, the way his roster is set up, the way he is wired. I could see it. I could totally see it, which is crazy to talk about for sure. But we've come full circle and it's a awesome story that today we got to celebrate with that press conference. I want to continue to talk NFL draft coming up next. Gino is going to hop on with me to do a predictive mock draft today on the show. We're going to do picks one through 12. 
to get to the Eagles' first pick. And then tomorrow, we're going to break this up into two parts. Tomorrow's picks 13 through 31. So coming up next on the show, the first half of our predictive mock draft right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy done right. I am a big proponent of therapy. I've been doing it now for four years, and it really has changed the way that my brain is wired. It really does change the way I go about thinking about things. You know, I think emotionally, that's the big part of where better help is coming for me is to not let my emotions control me as not much, not let it define who I am, what you think and, you know, how you feel that doesn't always represent who you are. And I think you got to get to know yourself and that's a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and we're always changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, which is huge because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp continues to connect with licensed therapists who can take you on the journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge if you don't feel like the therapist you have is a right fit. I've been doing therapy again now for four years. I've had a couple different therapists. Just got to find the right person for you. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month of online therapy. So the Eagles pick at 10 and 30 in the first round. We've done countless seven-round mock drafts already as they also have a second-round pick. They have a third, two sevens. I imagine at some point they get back into at least one of the rounds on day three when it comes to the fourth, Mm -hmm. fifth, and sixth round. So uh, we've done... You know, as many mocks as we can with trade ups, trade downs, exploring scenarios. If you take this position here, if you go here, I mean, we have maximized it. That's what I love about Mock Draft Monday. So, Gino, today what I want to do is what we normally do to wrap up Mock Draft Monday every offseason, we do a 32 pick predictive first round. Of course, this year there's one less pick, but I want to see how we think, and of course, it never is right. So unpredictable to know what's going to happen on Thursday. You think the one I always go back to is 2019. Cleveland Farrell, I thought was a, a solid, you know, pick 15 to 32 range first round edge rusher and he goes top five. So you really never know. But I, I do like to do this exercise to see where we think teams are going to go and what we might think the Eagles have at 10 and 30. This is another exercise and how much have you been paying attention really? Because yeah. if you follow breadcrumbs throughout this season, what teams are having a certain position visit on their top 30, who they met with at the combine. I I know I always say don't put too much stock into there, but it's like Hansel and Gretel. If you want to find the way to who the pick will be, follow those little breadcrumbs. And you look at FanDuel, look at who is projected to be the top pick, the second pick, Will Levis, a heavy favorite to be the second pick according to FanDuel. You could follow these little trails to where it might take you. But at the end of the day, you get the Clellan Farrell pick at four, a whole wrench throws in the system. You don't know what's going to happen after that. And I'm sure something could happen. But there's talk the other day that teams might trade up to three to get Paris Johnson Jr., which would be insane. But hey, that's the fun of the NFL, man. Oh, that's what I love about it. And the Eagles are, and we've said it a few times in the show, predictably unpredictable. So we have, we Mm -hmm. know normally what positions they like to go for. And we know they like to be aggressive and have their cake and eat it too with, you know, going down a lot of the times, trading down and collecting Mm -hmm. some picks. 
So we know we have ideas of what how he likes to do, but when it comes to the actual player they're going to select and how they do it, no idea. But I like to do this because again, want to kind of see at least get a feel for who might be available, and then from there what decisions the Eagles might make. So I want to focus on day one today. So we're going to play the role of the GM for everybody for Carolina, Houston, Arizona, going down the list, then to Philadelphia at 10 and 30 and see who might be available at 10 and where the Eagles should go with, again, knowing if they want to trade up, trade down, or just sit tight, which rarely happens, but maybe they do. Maybe they want to sit tight and a guy fell right in their lap and they're comfortable taking those guys at the selections they're currently slated at. So, Gino, I think we're going to start this off with the number one overall pick, the Carolina Panthers. I think this is one of the easier ones. It wasn't for a while, and Again, this is predictive, so not who I would take or you, but who we think they will select. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be Bryce Young. It has to be at this point. And Vegas says that he's the favorite. And he and canceled all his other meetings with other teams, right? Outside I mean, of Carolina. Yeah it, yeah, it just makes too much sense. The Carolina general manager is talking about a whole nutrition program that they have right, established for, for him. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't put that much information into it. And rightfully so. I, I think Bryce Young... You, you want to take away the paradigms yeah. of just what a quarterback is, right? I think Alabama has done a good job. Look at Jalen Hurts. I mean, did people really think he was going to be a quarterback? He was answering questions about playing running back at the Senior Bowl just a few months before sure. that 2020 draft. And, hey, Bryce Young, kid can sling it. I think Carolina really needs to find – not just a quarterback, but somebody that can lead the franchise. Bryce Young makes a ton yeah. of sense for him. Yeah, and I would take Anthony Richardson just because, again, I like to go big or go home. But Fair. I really like all four of these top prospects. I like Will Levis more than most. I know you don't. Um, I like C.J. Stroud after that Georgia game I bought in. I like Bryce Young, so I think this is a good pick. And Miles Sanders in the backfield, Bryce Young in Carolina. That's one of the easier selections for sure. Mm. I think you will. The good news with the Eagles at pick 10 I think all four quarterbacks are going in front of them, which is going to push some prospects down the board. Then you can decide if you want to go trade up and get somebody specific or let somebody fall right in your lap at 10. Or in that way, Gino, also the trade down makes sense at 10 too because if a lot of these guys fall and you like a lot of them in a very similar tier, then you know trading down and collecting some picks might not be bad either. So with Houston... This is an interesting one at two because we've heard rumors lately. And again, this is smokescreen lying season. So who knows what people are trying to do, but there's rumors. They might only like Bryce young. And if not, D'Amico Ryan's might want a will Anderson or a Jalen Carter type Tyree Wilson. I don't know, man. Trey Lance available. Could the San Fran former defensive coordinator go for Lance? This is a tough one. What are you thinking here? I mean, FanDuel and Vegas, they're usually pretty spot on, and they have Will Levis as the biggest favorite to be selected of any of the first 10 picks. So it would seem crazy that that would be the selection, but at the same time, are you rolling with Davis Mills? Like, why would you ever do that? It makes no sense. I know how good Will Anderson is. I know how good Jalen Carter is, but even taking Levis, you're taking a chance, right? And I think that they should go quarterback. Who knows what Nick Casario is thinking there? I I don't really know what his plan has been over the last couple of years. What do you think they do? I mean, they would have to go Will Anderson. I mean, I I think if they don't go quarterback, it's Anderson. Yeah, right. To me, even though you're Houston and you're not set up to be a contender next year, when you're in the top five, especially in a good quarterback class. And again, maybe they don't like these guys as much as I do or the consensus, but mm-hmm. I think you got to strike when you know you have the opportunity. So for me, 
I still think they do end up selecting one of these quarterbacks. The Stroud thing's interesting because his agent was the same agent as Deshaun Watson, so there's an interesting relationship mm. there. You know, Anthony Richardson, I like him a lot, but I haven't heard anything with him in Houston. Do we go Levis? Give him Will I, Levis. I, yeah, I still think they're going to take one. Will Levis could be. There's always a surprise. That's the one mm-hmm. we should predict right there at two. Two quarterbacks go off the board to Carolina and Houston, Bryce Young and Will Levis. The Arizona Cardinals here on the clock. I know that they need defensive help badly. They have Jonathan Gannon now at head coach. They probably want a Will Anderson or Jalen Carter type, but to me, there's going to be a team that's trying to get up at three to go get a C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson that's on the board, and so I think they're going to move down. I ultimately do think they're going to move down. you got to hope that Indy's like, okay, let's move up to three, get our guy. I think you're going to see a Niners-Bears type of trade in 2017 where they move up to... Because, yeah, like you said, Arizona's not going to want to move down to 11 with Tennessee, right? But I feel like that just makes the most sense where Indianapolis can go up and guarantee they get one of the guys they Mm. want where they're not left with the final player. Because I just can't see them liking all four. You know what I mean? Like, the Eagles were comfortable in 2016 taking Goff and Wentz. Right. But to be comfortable with all four. I don't know. Teams normally have a guy or two that they're set on. So I think we should swap these picks. And I think they would go at this point, CJ Stroud over Richardson. I just think Stroud is probably the more complete quarterback prospect right now. And that's, I think the Colts really are seeking that. I don't know if they want a project. And it makes a bunch of sense with how much their general manager has given up to go and get a quarterback. Like, why not yeah. spend a couple more dollars to go up to three and get right. your guy? And and they have to. I mean, they've taken the long route about trying to find somebody post-Andrew Luck. Go and get somebody for old Shane. Shane, I will support to the ends of the earth. The guy yeah. picking at three, though, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I think, again, where the quarterbacks go to which teams is tough. But I think we do know which spots they are going to get selected. Definitely. I think that they're going to go all within at least guaranteed the top seven. So, Gino, the Cardinals moved down here to pick four. I know there's been some rumors about Wilson over Anderson, but I still think Will Anderson goes off the board first. Yeah, I mean, don't overthink it. Like, don't yeah. don't be dumb. I, I would be such a hypocrite of Kayvon Thibodeau last year if I, I didn't say, like, don't overthink it right. with Will Anderson, right? Like, yeah, sometimes the, the draft process is so long that you almost, like, you do overthink and talk yourself out of a player for ticky-tack reasons. Exactly. Like, Kayvon Thibodeau didn't love football. Like, oh, okay. Like, go look yeah. at what he's doing on the football <laughs> right. field now. I'll roll with Will Anderson. I think it's a very good pick. I think that they really need that, that franchise player there. And losing Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt in successive years, that's tough to recover from. The Seattle Seahawks on the clock here at five. If it was me, I'm going Anthony Richardson and letting him sit behind Geno Smith for a year, and then I'm moving forward. But I don't know. They just signed Geno to a three-year contract. I think they really would like one of these defensive linemen. Jalen Carter and Tyree Wilson on the board. Do you agree, or do you think they could go quarterback? It seems to be the sentiment from our good friend Corbin Smith over at yeah. Locked On um, Seahawks that they were probably going to go defensive line, and right. it would make a lot of sense. Like Tyree Wilson over Jalen Carter, such a Seattle pick. Like, let's just take the guy that yeah. nobody thinks is as good as the other guy because we're Seattle. They've done that time and time right. again. L.J. Collier, you know Rashad yep. Penny in the first round, Jordan, Jordan Brooks, Brooks yeah. in the second round, which was actually a good one though. That one actually worked out for a better. Yeah. Again, sometimes just as because the consensus believes one thing doesn't mean it's always right. So yeah, I agree with you. I think Tyree Wilson definitely goes in the top five, and 
Mm-hmm. I like Will Anderson just as much, but I get why you'd like Tyree Wilson. He is a legitimate prospect definitely. that, man, I would love for the Eagles, but definitely he's not going to sniff that 10th pick. Mm-hmm. So Jalen Carter continuing to fall, but Gino, I don't think he gets past Detroit here. Another team that has a good, not great quarterback, I would take Richardson, but again, predictive. I think they like where they're at right now with Goff. I think they think they can compete if they continue to build this roster around him. And I think Dan Campbell would be the one that's comfortable taking Jalen Carter if it wasn't the Eagles. Right. Talk about somebody that could like lead a group of yeah. men, Dan Campbell. Like you, you don't like that seems like the right authority, culture, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. I I mean, outside of the gambling stuff, which was just kind of odd with Jameson Williams and that whole group there, I think Jalen right. Carter goes into a group where you just invested in Aiden Hutchinson, who is your surefire captain of the future, right? Why not pair another guy in Jalen Carter right next to that guy that's going to lead your franchise? I think that's a good one-two punch. Yeah, don't overthink it, Detroit. Like, go and get the best player in this class. There was a couple years where the Jets were sitting at six, and they, like, lucked into the best player a couple times. And right. I think that's very similar to what Detroit might get. So, Gino, here with the Raiders, I think this is where Anthony Richardson goes. Ooh, you think they take him? Go ahead. Yeah, I- Look, if he falls there at seven, I know they brought in Jimmy Garoppolo, but to me, he's a bridge quarterback now. And I think Mm -hmm. this is almost a a perfect situation for Richardson to come in. And, you know, he doesn't have to start right away, even though I'm comfortable with him doing that. I think the Raiders, if they get a quarterback to fall to seven, I think they should take him. The alternate reality, Jamarcus Russell, like the guy that has the big arm, that's like a very good leader and a very good person. That's that's Anthony Richardson. I think whoever gets him, Lou, is going to probably end up with the most talented quarterback in the class in terms of athleticism and raw prowess, man. Like you look at Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen and throw those two guys together in terms of Josh Allen's arm with Jalen Hurts' athleticism. That's that's Anthony Richardson, right? right? Like how how should we not love him on this show? Atlanta here, Gino, um, lineman, corner, what are you thinking? They are the favorite to draft Bijan, which would be insane in my opinion. They do have a lot of holes there. I mean – can you see them taking literally any position this year? Yeah, they they have holes everywhere. Wide receiver, I know it's a need, but you invested so much in a pass catcher over the last couple of years. I think you have to stick with defense. I think this is where the first corner does come off the board potentially or, or maybe yeah. even another defensive lineman, but why not go either Devon Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez? Because they're not going to take B. John Robinson as much as no, they are favored to take him. I don't think so either. I think Witherspoon will be CB1 off the board here. So I think Atlanta goes with Witherspoon. Chicago on the clock. And Gino, I think this is probably where the first lineman goes. I think they have to protect Justin Fields better. Mm. They added, of course, at wide receiver. You're bringing DJ Moore, so you're adding weapons for fields. I think now here comes the protection. Who they go with, though? Peter Skaronsky, uh, maybe Paris Johnson. That's fair. I mean, if you have any questions that you might have to throw him at guard, you might go with Paris Johnson, who has that more length. And I like Paris Johnson, and all the talk has been like he's he's the bell of the ball in this class. Mm-hmm. And if a team's willing to trade up to three and he's there at nine, like I think we got to take him. Yeah, I think Paris Johnson goes at nine to Chicago. So, Gino, the Eagles on the clock here at 10. And if this is the way the board falls, which it very well could, I myself would love Christian Gonzalez. There's rumors today that a GM, an anonymous GM, said they love Nolan Smith, Smith, the edge from Georgia. Bijan Robinson, there's been a lot of talk about that last week. Peter Skaronsky, I I think in this scenario, maybe you trade down a few spots. I, I think there's a lot of good options. 
I think you should trade down, especially yeah. because JSN's still on the board, right? And Tennessee's probably right. chomping at the bit. Like, oh, we could get JSN. Well, Houston's right there, too. They have a big need. And, right. I mean, if you're going to go quarterback, why not double it up? Like, why not find your guy? So, let's say they move down to 12. I think that's very smart. You're still going to walk away with potentially the best corner in terms of overall prowess, in my opinion. Right. You could still walk away with one of the top tackles. There's plenty you can do by trading down two picks. It's not going down to 19. With Tampa, yeah. you're still in the mix to get your guy. You end up getting maybe Probably another what, third three, round pick. Yeah, they have a like, Try to get like back in the sixth or fifth or sixth round? Yeah, for sure. Let's do that. A one, a three. So 12, 65, and 203 for those listening at home for 10. Let's see. And they take so, JSN. So Houston's on the clock. They would definitely take JSN, right? To yep, give with CJ Stroud. I mean, or mm-hmm. excuse me, uh, for Will Levis makes so much sense. You, you got to get another receiver in there now that Brandon Cooks is gone. So the Eagles move down. There's enough options there at 12. You move down two spots, collect another third, get back into the fourth through sixth rounds where you don't mm-hmm. have a selection there. I like that trade a lot. Tennessee right in front of Philadelphia here. Ah, this is this is a tough one. I, I think they lost Taylor Lewan, Gino. I don't Skronsky know that the quarterbacks Skaronsky is the best player available. And they love those guard sense. tackle type guys. I mean Yeah, the Dennis Kelly types. Yeah, exactly. The guys that are that swing type of player. And I think it makes yeah. a boatload of sense. Whoever they run there, I mean Malik Willis, if he does get the job, like you won't want somebody to protect right. his blind side, hopefully. So that that should be Skronsky. And and then you're on the board again and but I think I think Nolan Smith is going to be the pick. Like I agree. I I think we've mocked him a couple times, and people are like, oh, that's way too high. But it makes so much sense. Like, I don't think it's high. I don't trait. think it's high. You know, I, I love the explosiveness, the Georgia connection, the edge rushing depth, mm-hmm. which they want to have, like they did last year. Brandon Graham is at the end of his career. And he reminds them a lot of Hassan Riddick, who they clearly yeah. believe in and was elite last year. So, yeah, I would pick Christian Gonzalez, as would you. Um, I like Kalijah Kansi, even Brian Branch, Bijan Robinson. There's a lot of good options. But I, I agree. I think it would be in Smith. I think that GM that said Do that, it. I don't think that's a smokescreen. No, and it would suck to pass up on Christian Gonzalez for sure. But right, I agree, the Eagles man. did it last year at Kyle Hamilton. They got Jordan Davis. Yes, at the end of the day, it's unfortunate, it's but what they, they get do. their guy at the position that they always love, and that's defensive. Yeah, and they move down. They collect an extra third rounder. They get another day three pick. That's the pick at 12th overall. So, Gino, tomorrow on the podcast, we are going to continue this predictive first-round mock picks 13 through 31. The Eagles on the clock at pick 30. We're going to trade up. We're going to trade down. We're going to sit tight at 30 and make a selection. Everybody, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Eagles for that show. Thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Shout out to the everydayers on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. Make sure you also follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DBI. L-O-E and at GC 24 underscore football. For my co-host Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. We'll see you tomorrow. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for watching and listening, and let's go Birds!